Debt for Dolphins brings hope for the world's oceans. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. A new water battle is brewing in California just after U.S. authorities released a report showing that nearly half of the state, all in the south, has returned to severe drought conditions. A hearing last week before the California Water Resources Control Board about whether to make water restrictions permanent was contentious. The limits had been in place until early 2017, but were lifted by Governor Jerry Brown after last year's wet winter. The board delayed the decision for a month or so. The winter season in the northern Sierras has been the third driest on record for December until now, and some climate scientists are saying that the drought never ended in parts of the state. But it appears many residents of California think there is no drought, at least if you go by water usage. The San Diego Union-Tribune reports that some water districts used two and even three times as much last December as they did a year earlier. A spokesman for the San Diego Water Authority said that they have sufficient supplies for this year, and they have not asked asked people to reduce usage, and he told KQED that the Water Control Board's proposal would be an unauthorized expansion of its authority. But according to Water Board Chair Felicia Marcus, climate change is causing more frequent and longer droughts in the state. There's some good news about the drought in Cape Town, South Africa. The day that water faucets could be turned off, dubbed Day Zero, has been pushed back again. The new Day Zero is July 9th, thanks in part to a farmers association that released more than 2.5 billion gallons from their private reservoir into municipal storage. Residents are also credited for pushing the date back by cutting their usage, which is now limited to about 13 gallons per person a day. But the Washington Post reports that the residents in the city of 4 million are still considering how to deal with shortages. Strategies differ based on income. People with resources are hiring companies to drill wells and even buying truckloads of bottled water at high prices. In wealthier areas, bottled water has been sold out for days at a time. But for people without resources, if day zero arrives, they will have to depend on the government and will likely face a decision whether to spend money on food or water. A woman who lives in a settlement of small houses made of concrete and sheet metal gets water each day from a communal tap shared by about 200 people. She told the Post that if the water stops, she guesses they'll have to eat less and find ways to buy bottles of water. Given the gravity of the situation, there is a new proposal to send up to a billion gallons of water to Cape Town as early as May. The city of Sitka, Alaska is considering a plan by a South African company to ship water on freighters, according to KCAW. The distance between the two is more than 10,000 miles as the crow flies, but much longer through the Panama Canal. company would pay the going rate for Sitka's water a penny per gallon. The head of the South African company is predicting that Cape Town's water problems will continue for at least the next five years, which makes the Alaskan water deal more than a temporary fix. Several weather abnormalities occurred last week. On Tuesday, record high temperatures were set all over the eastern U.S., with Pittsburgh's 78 beating its old record by 10 degrees. And in the Ohio River Valley, areas were hit with heavy rain, which stressed flood protection systems. Cincinnati was preparing for its worst flooding since 1997. Extremely warm weather also occurred in the Arctic last week. The Washington Post reports that the temperatures there have been 45 
five degrees above normal. In Utkayakvik, Alaska, temps were just below the freezing mark, setting a record high. And on Sunday, the forecast for Nord Greenland was a high of 44 degrees above zero, when the average is 12 below. Earlier in February, nearly a third of the sea ice covering the Bering Sea to the west of Alaska melted in just eight days. Inside Climate News reports that the ice should be growing, and instead it's 60 percent below average. Richard Tommen of the National Weather Service in Alaska said that as a scientist, it's really shocking to see some of this and to try to wrap his mind around both what's happening and its pace. And finally this week, we turn to the Seychelles, the tiny island nation in the Indian Ocean, famous for its beautiful beaches, coral reefs, and rainforests, natural wonders that are being threatened by climate change and overfishing. So it was welcome news this week to learn that the country has signed a first-of-its-kind agreement to swap its national debt for creating two huge new marine parks the size of Great Britain, something being dubbed Debt for dolphins. The tropical island has rare dolphins and then some. Among the 115 islands in the archipelago live manta rays, whales, several species of shark, along with rare turtles and seabirds. It's also home to sea cows that are the most endangered species in the Indian Ocean. The pioneering deal was brokered by the Nature Conservancy and involved a $1 million grant from the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation. The first reserve will be around the isolated and remote Aldebra Atoll, a UNESCO World Heritage Site said to rival the Galapagos in ecological importance. Only research and restricted tourism will be allowed. The second park will be around the Seychelles' main islands and limit fishing and tourism. The deal is expected to be a model for other ocean states that are already lining up to follow. If all of this happens, huge swaths of the ocean could be protected. Rob Weary led the deal for the Nature Conservancy and told the Guardian he expects to close a debt swap deal with Grenada this year and a series of others in the Caribbean in the next couple of years. He added that despite President Trump's blocking planned swaps of U.S. debt for Palau and the Marshall Islands, he's confident debt swaps for marine conservation are going to grow. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.